0: with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Success Hackers podcast. I am your host, Scott Hansen, and uh, really looking forward to having this next guest on the program. Been trying to get him on the show now for quite some time, and He has a real successful business partner um, that I became friends with, and I had a chance to meet this gentleman just recently, but after talking to him a very relatively short period of time, this is a guy that knows what he's doing when it comes to business. As a matter of fact, we're actually going to be sharing some strategies today on how to scale a business, and, and I think just as importantly as someone that works with small business owners every single day that I do Getting leads and understanding what marketing is and how to you know, fill up your funnel is what we're going to cover today on the Success Hackers podcast. Oh, and also, by the way, super fired up about something that I'm going to share with all of you that's uh, pretty exciting, not only for me, but um, I think you're going to get a ton of value from it. I'll, um, I'll bring that up towards the middle of the show. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We are about to speak to someone who's about ready to share some strategies on how to drive more leads into your business using the internet. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Sasha Burson. Sasha, are you ready to rock?
1: Hey, Scott. Yes, I am. I'm fired up. Let's do this.
0: A serial entrepreneur with an 18-year track record, best-selling co-author with Steve Forbes and a keynote speaker. Among early successes, Sasha co-founded the nation's 15th largest Wholesale lending company, which he sold in 2009. Now, Sasha co-manages a digital marketing company that helps small business owners get more clients, grow their businesses, and enjoy better lives. Sasha, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, Scott. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, tell our listeners a little bit more about your business and and how you got started. I know um, in the intro, I. I mentioned the the lending company which congrats on that that's a that's a big number then and you sold it in 2009 and then how did you what made you make the pivot into doing what you're doing now
1: Yeah it's a long story that started back in 2001 when I started my first brick and mortar business with a partner of mine and the way the long way that I got into the marketing business was when we started we struggled I mean the first few years were, were just difficult. And the most difficult part was getting clients, as it is for most small businesses. So we started getting traction like year four, year five, we were growing, hiring some people, year six, things were starting to take off. But I've never forgotten about how difficult the first few years were. And as I got to learn business, like how it operates, I realized that the most important aspect of any business, large or small, mom and pop shop or enterprise business, is always marketing because it doesn't matter how good your service is, it doesn't matter how good your product is. If you cannot market it effectively, you're not going to succeed. Life is going to be difficult, business is going to be slow. So, ever since that experience, I've wanted to get into marketing business, and it was a long journey. Until I got into this company and I bought into it. This is, I've started three companies in the past. This is the first company that I actually bought into last year, 2018, in January.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, again, as someone that works with, you and I have had this conversation offline, as someone that works with small business owners every day, one of the biggest stick points, and and this is going to be a great episode for all the business owners the small business owners particularly today, because I agree with Sasha. I mean, at the end of the day, I use the analogy, I do a lot of speaking, Sasha, and I go locally and also nationally. When I do a a speaking presentation, I always mention that, you know, all of us in the audience can open up a restaurant and we can have the best chef, the best food, the best ambiance and uh, all of that. But if no one walks in the restaurant, we won't be around very long. So, Spot on. I agree with you 110%. Um, so when you look at small businesses, 99% of them, give or take, are under seven figures, under a million dollars. And yep. the, the owner makes a decent income, but often lots of times, I mean, I, I see this every day, they work harder than they would if they were working for someone else, but they have, of course, yep. all the stress and all the risks. So why do you think most small businesses do fail to grow? So I
1: think it's because of precisely that. I think that the marketing piece is missing. And and the way that it happens, and I was in consulting business, specifically consulting for small businesses. And I've lectured probably a few thousand Mm. small business owners. And I talked to many hundreds of small business owners directly. And I've consulted probably right around 100 small businesses. And here's what I found. Predominantly. All of these people that I spoke with and consulted, they all started a business because they developed a core skill set. Like they knew how to do the thing that their business does. That's right. And they decided to do it on their own. Yeah. Now, most of these people have never gone to B school, they did not go to business school. They did not know how to operate the business, so they had to learn the ropes. That most difficult part of the business is marketing. And here's why it's the most difficult one. Everything about marketing is like a contact sport. Everything else about the business is not like contact sport. What that means is that when you start marketing, when you go into the marketplace promoting whatever it is that your business sells, be it products or services, you are going against competition. You're in the fight. This is what makes it a contact sport. Everything else is not a contact sport. Everything else happens within the confines of your shop, of your store, of your office, right? Mm -hmm. You're not fighting to get something there. There you're just trying to produce whatever it is that you need to produce. So because this contact sport is very challenging, most small business owners do not know how to do it effectively, so they either don't or they go out and they hire marketing companies. And many a times the way they hire marketing companies is all wrong. They don't ask the right questions. They're using the wrong parameters, selecting the right marketing company, so they end up with the wrong marketing company. And through trials and tribulations, many small business owners become very resigned to the idea that something good can happen to their business where they can grow. And by the way, when I talk about real growth, right, last time I looked at statistics, 4% of all small businesses reach $1 million mark. So like one out of 25 gets to $1 million mark. And then only one out of 2,500 gets to the mark of $10 million.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I've been with few businesses now at the $1 million dollar mark, and my first business was the one that went way, way past one, $1 and $10 million mark. I know the difference that it makes for your business when you hit that $10 million it is an entirely different operation than the one that you have when you have $1 million or $2 million in revenue. So getting that marketing component right is not essential to your business. It is essential to your life because it will literally, literally change the way you live. It will change your kid's future. It will possibly change your grandkids' future. Mm. Like if you are running a business, you might as well. Now, you might be very happy running a $400,000 operation, and that's okay, right? Like like, like nobody's going to judge you for it. If you're happy, that is awesome. But what I found, and maybe that's just the segment that I talked to, small business owners are never complicit with what they have. Like none of them got into business to make $80,000 a year right? and struggle in the process. Yeah. And it may take years, right? Most small business owners, don't take pay for the first two, three years. It may take years to get to that eighty thousand dollar line, which is crazy, right? You could go and get a job. Many of us can go get a right. job that yeah. pays more than 80k. So once again, figuring out the marketing component is most important. And if you look at iconic companies, like practically any iconic company, like Domino's Pizza, got there not because they had the best pizza. Right. They got there because they had the best marketing play
0: that's right
1: right right that that whole thing about get fr- fresh hot pizza in 30 minutes that's right. or it's free yeah right I, like i wasn't around back then i was born in 78 but yeah. like from what i heard when they started off like their pizza tasted slightly better than the cardboard that was delivered in <laughs> right?
0: well everything you're but, talking about is 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 spot on right marketing is huge it's the funnel it's it's what keeps it what keeps the business alive on a consistent basis but i think a lot of people that are listening right now saying you know what i understand that i need to get better at the marketing piece but nowadays with social media there's there's all different components when it comes to promotion marketing advertising getting attention and all the above right um, some people think that putting a post on their facebook fan page or facebook business page and then boosting it is marketing. Some people do print marketing ads still. Some people do, you know, whatever the case is. And a lot of those business owners that I've spoken to have gotten burned, have gotten stung because they spent out X amount of dollars or they hired an SEO company and that SEO company said, you have to spend X amount of dollars for the next six to eight months before you even see any kind of a lead. So they, they trust the quote unquote expert But then all of a sudden, six, eight, nine months later, they get no leads, they get no sales, and they're out twenty, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty grand. So that's a lot to swallow for a business owner that is doing a million dollars or less. So why do you think that most business owners do it wrong or get it wrong, and maybe what's one shift on what they could start doing like today?
1: So in one word, the answer is it's it's arrogance. And I don't mean to rob anyone the wrong way, but if you hire a marketing company, if you hire an employee, like it is your job to fundamentally understand what their job entails. You have to understand how you will measure whether they're succeeding or failing. It's your job as the business owner. Mm. If you are hiring a marketing agency, which by the way, a lot of small business owners still do not hire marketing agencies and try to do things on their own, which is like today is crazy because marketing is so complicated. If uh, you're trying to go to the marketplace and market yourself and you have a few competitors that have hired marketing agencies, you're dead yeah. because it's you against machines, Right. Right. Like, like our typical client gets six to eight people on the account working for them month in, month out, doing marketing for them. Right. Right. So right. It, it's like it's impossible to succeed on your own unless you are yourself a marketing machine and marketing is all that you do in the business. But going back to that to that question of like why most people why most small business owners fail with that, it's because they don't understand the fundamentals. They don't take the time to understand the fundamentals. They do not focus on how to measure effectiveness of performance of the marketing company they have hired, which is insane because that one piece of their business, that one vendor that they have, is their financial future. Mm. Like, if that company delivers, their future is going to be bright. If that company does not deliver, it won't be. Like, take the time to learn the fundamentals of marketing so the next time you hire a marketing company you hire the right one the next time they deliver services every month you can actually measure the right indicators that will tell you whether they're moving in the right direction or not it's just so important it's crucial
0: so what it's is crucial. okay you bring up a great that's a great point and a hacker nation We'll have, uh, we'll have more information on where you can get in touch with Sasha and his business to help you out. But I wanted to just make sure that we, we stuck on this because there's some people listening right now saying, okay, that's great. I get it. I have, to, I have to educate myself. Even as the business owner, I have to educate myself a little bit more on this thing called marketing and some of the buzzwords and some of the, maybe some of the indicators, et cetera, et cetera, that I should be monitoring on the uh, uh, marketing company that I hire. But what are some of the indicators they should be looking out for? Like what are maybe some of the questions they should be asking their marketing people or or some of the, the KPIs, key performance indicators, that they should absolutely be be monitoring as well? Because I also know that the reason why I ask is because there's a lot of businesses, marketing companies out there, and they're sprouting up all over the place. And they promise you the world and they say, you know, Uh, you got to spend, like I said earlier, you got to spend X amount of dollars with us on an SEO basis. And it takes time with writing different blogs and newsletters and keywords and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if someone like if someone right now is either thinking about working with a company like that or, or is already currently working with a company like that, what are some of the, we'll just call it the success hacks that they should be asking or monitoring with the company they're either going to hire or they're working with now?
1: Yeah, it, it, great question, but I'll start off with uh, telling you that, that first of all, you have to understand a few very basic fundamentals. So those basic fundamentals are one, you have to be where and when your prospective customer, client, or patient is looking for you. Mm. It's really like that simple. Yet, I can tell you from the industries that we specialize in, whenever we look for a new prospect, we can't find them, right? And when I talk about being where and when someone looks for you, people, when they have commercial intent, meaning when people are looking to buy something, consume a product or a service, they are going to turn to Google or Amazon more often than not. Hmm. Right, so if you're in a service business and, and my assumption is that Probably more than half of your audience is in some sort of a service business So if you're in a service business Chances are when someone is looking for your service or for the type of service that you provide They're going to turn to Google if they cannot find you on page one in the top five organic results meaning like first you go through the ad space those two, three, four ads that you see up top. Then you see the map listing, local providers, and then you see 10 organic results. If you're not at the top five, it's not that you're missing out, it's like you don't exist to your marketplace. Right. It's just really that rudimentary, right? So so that's number one, be where and when they're looking. You gotta be there. And number two, so important, give them what it is that they're looking for. Like, we're in business of delivering digital marketing services, which also includes building high-performance websites. I have seen thousands of websites that do not answer the very simple questions that any prospective client would ask intrinsically when they visit your website. If your website does not simply deliver that information, which is, what do you do? Why should I trust you? Why should I choose you over your competition? Like what's the advantage of buying from you versus everyone else? If you cannot answer clearly those three questions on the homepage of your website, chances of you converting that visitor, even if they found you in the first place, right? They found you. Now they're on your website. Chance of you converting that visitor is very, 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 very low. Hmm. Right. You have to give people what is they want. And oh, by the way, when you visit your website, pretend that you're a prospect and see if you can find those answers to your questions, because you are a prospect to many other businesses. You visit their websites. Why do you leave without taking action? Because you do not find what it is that you are looking for. So be where and when people look and give them what they want and they will reward you. And There is a hack that I want to do. I do want to share with you. Imagine that you found one thousand of your prospective clients like these people match your demographics perfectly, right? These are the type of people that are buying whatever that you're selling at some point in time. Out of that one thousand people, approximately three percent are looking for whatever it is that you have to sell today. Mm -hmm. Six to seven percent. Know that they will be looking for whatever it is that you're selling within the next, I don't know, three to six months. Sometime this year, they will be looking. They're not buying today. Right. They will be looking. Next, 30% of that entire audience, or about 300 people, know that sometime in the future, they will be looking for it, but it's not going to be in the next 12 months. Next, 300 people. not really thinking about whatever it is that you're selling they wouldn't mind having a conversation but it's not on their minds at all and finally the last 300 people they know that they will not be buying from you not buy but they will not be buying from you yeah so when you think about your entire market three percent is moving commerce the following seven percent will be moving commerce in a very foreseeable future (laughs) the one hack that we most often do not see on our prospects websites but very often see on like larger companies websites is that most small businesses do not have anything for that seven percent to grab onto Mm -hmm. meaning if you're not in the market today but you will be in three months you might be checking out your options today you're just not ready to talk to someone about making a buying decision today If there is nothing on your website that gets my attention and gets me to raise my hand and say, I am interested, right, I am just going to leave your website. And chance of me coming back to your website when I am ready to have that commercial conversation is very low because I assume that you have tens or hundreds or even thousands of competitors. So it is very important to have something like a downloadable. If you're in service business and you know that people come to you because they're looking for the type of service that you sell, give them a guide how to make that buying decision. Give them a guide how to not make a mistake making making that buying decision. Give them a checklist, give them something to grab onto. Give them an irresistible offer, something they would say that the cost that they're going to pay for this offer, which is their name and email address, is so little, but the reward that they get for it is so high because it will help them avoid a mistake, right? Yeah. That they will do it, right? And if you know what questions your prospects ask of you usually, you can create, and I can tell you how to do it very easily. You can create a follow-up sequence that will keep on communicating with that prospective client for as long as needed until they're ready to make that decision. And if we have another five minutes, I can tell you a fascinating story of how to do it so easily and how this guy named Bob made it big. He made a lot of money by making this by is, finding this is is Bob? Is, Bob, is Bob his real name? <laughs> Bob is his real name. So, Bob and I met in 2014 in yeah. Boston at HubSpot annual conference called Inbound. Bob, at that time, was probably in his late 50s. And when we introduced ourselves to each other, I asked him what Bob did. And Bob told me that he's semi retired looking for his next big idea. And I asked him what he did before he went into this retirement. And Bob told me, well, I owned four sleep clinics in the state of Alaska. I said, oh, that's interesting. You must have sold this business. And he said, I haven't sold them. I'm like, well, how would you retire? He said, well, funny, you should ask. In around 2008 or nine, one of his employees that was answering phone calls came to him and said, Bob, people call us and ask us the same stupid questions all the time. Instead of answering them, why don't we just post them on our website And whenever someone calls, we'll just tell them to go to the website and read our FAQ section. Bob thought that it was a really, pardon me, shitty idea to send people to the website when they call you. But he thought, huh, that's interesting. If they're calling us and asking those questions, it is possible that they also go to the Internet and ask the same questions. So he he tells his guy, why don't you write down all the questions that people ask you? And then we're going to create an FAQ section. So if someone looks for those answers, they'll find it on our website. He had four people manning the phones at the time. So everyone got the same assignment. And over the next three weeks, they all had notepads right next to their phones. And they wrote down every question that they got asked. After three weeks, they tallied up those answers or they tallied up those questions. And they found that there were 113 unique questions. So Bob tells them, well, It would be ridiculous to just write up one incredibly long FAQ section. So what we're going to do is we're going to create an equivalent of a blog post for every question that gets asked. Mm. His employees nearly rebelled because they said, What? Write 113 pages of content? Unheard of. (laughs) We're not going to do it. So Bob said, You don't have to do it overnight. This may take a few months, but let's do it. One page a day, you know, we'll get there. So four people sat there for a few months writing out a question, following up with an answer. 113 pages of FAQs. So they post all this time over a course of three, four months. And one thing they started noticing shortly after is that the organic traffic that was coming to the website started steadily increasing. Next thing they noticed was that amount of business they were getting started increasing few years passed and in 2013, a mainland competitor approached Bob and asked him if he wanted to sell the website. Mm. They weren't interested in his clinics, they were interested in his website because his website became the hub for people with sleep disorders. He sold that website for $17 million and retired. (laughs) How about that for a hack?
0: That's a hell of a story. <laughs> you don't need
1: to come up with content ideas because people already ask you questions like every day you talk to prospects and clients and they ask you questions. How easy is it to have a notepad or like have an app like Evernote in your phone where you write down every single question that they ask you for just three weeks. Hmm. Not three years, not three months, just for three weeks. I bet you're going to end up with a fairly lengthy list. It might not be 113 questions, but it might be 50 that's or 60 such, or
0: 70. Yeah, that is such a great success hack. Oh, my God. Thanks for sharing. One question on that, though. Um, what? what if, What if someone that's listening right now, their business is comprised of bidding process, like a construction company, a painting company, and that if they subscribe to – you know, one of the big services like Home Depot or House or some of these other ones that they're getting, they're getting leads from. And though, then that person fills out a form on their website and then sends it in. Maybe they're looking for a painting contractor over the next 90 days or a general contractor to rehab their first floor of their house or whatever the case is. And, and all their, most of their business is coming through that system and then they have to bid on it. So I love your idea of, it's it's fantastic, right? Creating a checklist of everything that everybody already asks, send it out to them and, or do a blog post or even a video series on those answers. Mm-hmm. And so you, you really filter out, you filter out the prospects who turn into, like you said, the three percenters or the now buyers
1: Correct.
0: immediately. However, I, I guess one question I have around that is, what if you have to get back to someone immediately? So someone pings you, you have to turn it around in time within 24 hours, in your mind at least, because you know that you're competing with two or three or five other contractors and whoever gets the answers back to that prospect potentially wins. What's your what's your viewpoint on that?
1: Give them more than just those answers that they're looking for. Hmm. Give them more. Give them, deliver more value. And the thing is that even if it's a cold bidding process, guess what? Your company, that prospect is going to check you out online they will look at your website they will look at your reviews they will look at reviews on google they will look at reviews on yelp if this is a consumer and they will look at your reviews on facebook those are the three platforms where most prospects check out vendors almost no matter what business you're in Mm. so if your website once again delivers a lot more value if you can send a long with your bid, additional information in a digital format that would be super helpful to that consumer because you can already foresee what questions, concerns, and objections they're going to have after they receive every single bid. If you stand out, because you're excellent, right? You help them, you want to help them as much as possible before they hire you. If you stand out like that, what are the chances that they're going to go with the lowest bidder? Mm
0: not very yeah
1: not not very right because you teach them you give them the buying criteria right if you teach them the buying criteria because the lowest price usually not always but usually equals the shittiest quality right and and nobody wants that right Right. because that's an expensive mistake just like buying the least expensive marketing services turns it into the most expensive marketing service because your opportunity cost. you might have saved ten thousand dollars a year But your opportunity cost might be $3.6 million over the next five. Right, right. Right, so was that really smart to save that $10,000? No, same thing with, like, homeowner who is hiring a painter for their house. Like, there are painters, and then there are painters. There are experts, and then there are run-of-the-mill, and then there are crappy, cheap painters, right? Like, you want to tell them that here's how to make that buying decision. And you give them that information so you are a helpful consultant rather than just another vendor paddling their services.
0: I love it. All right, Sasha, very, very compelling stuff. And again, Hacker Nation, we're going to have every place that you can get in touch with Sasha. Obviously, as you can tell, he's a little passionate about, about, about business and about marketing and and I agree with him 100% on the marketing piece. And if you get this thing right, and if you get it dialed in, not only does it become, not only can you make more money, but it becomes more fun because it's kind of like uh, some sort of a safe or whatever. It's just, it's easy. And it becomes easier the more you do it. Once you get it dialed in, it becomes fun. Would you agree?
1: I couldn't agree with you more, right? Because, because once you have a profitable business, that has a predictable flow of new customers, clients, or patients, you can relax Mm. and not be stressed out about how you're going to make the next payroll. Mm. You can relax and not worry about how you're going to fund your kid's college. You can relax and play. You can hire other people who have more experience, who know how to build businesses better. You can become a business owner rather than laborer.
0: Love it. Sasha, we are now entering the randomness round. But before we do, let's take a quick moment to learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, I just released my second book, and it's called The Blueprint. It hit bestseller status in less than seven days. Needless to say, I'm a little bit fired up. This book is a step-by-step roadmap to help any small business owner hit seven figures or multiple seven figures. Just like an architect needs a set of blueprints to build a house, I realized that entrepreneurs and business owners need their own blueprint on exactly how to build a successful business. That's exactly why I wrote and created this book. So to grab your free download of the book, simply go to blueprintplaybook.com. That's blueprintplaybook.com to grab your free copy. All right, Sasha, we are back and about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is kind of like putting you on the success version of the hot seat. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Sasha, are you ready for the randomness round?
1: (laughs) Can I say no? No, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: Best advice you've ever received?
1: It will be okay. Don't worry about stuff so much. It will be
0: okay. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind?
1: Get up before 5.30, bust out a workout before you do anything
0: else. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self?
1: Study business more, study it faster.
0: What is the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success?
1: Man, I'm, I'm good at suffering. I can take it. I can take a lot of beating.
0: <laughs> All right. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you?
1: I am hugely empathetic. A lot of people think that I am hard and hard driving, but I'm hugely empathetic.
0: What is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business?
1: The Ultimate Sales Machine by the late great Chad Holmes.
0: If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our hacker nation, what would that be?
1: There is no tool. There is no service. Pay attention. Pay attention to your market. That's it. Just pay attention to your market. Tools channels platforms will always evolve and change just pay attention to where your market is be there when and where they're looking for you
0: sasha you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat <laughs> how did i do <laughs> you did great you did you great right. this has Ooh. been absolutely just incredible <laughs> uh man you shared so many great strategies and hacks with our hacker nation where can our listeners find out more about you and your business
1: yeah, so the easiest way to reach me is by email, and I do my utmost best to reply to everyone personally, and that is sasha, S-A-S-H-A, at comradeweb.com, C-O-M-R-A-D-E-W-E-B.com, and our website is comradeweb.com.
0: Awesome. And uh, yep. I think our Hacker Nation listeners are probably very intrigued with that, um, with that accent. Where is that accent from?
1: Born and raised in Russia, immigrated here legally almost 26 years ago, December 12, 1993. Remember it like it was only 26 years ago. (laughs)
0: Awesome. Awesome. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Sasha, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. Oh, and when you're on the site, don't forget to click subscribe so that you get updates on these latest and greatest episodes. Remember, if you want a free copy of my newest book called The Blueprint Business Owner Playbook for Explosive Growth, and it's free, go to Blueprint Playbook. That's BlueprintPlaybook.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.